Hello and welcome to this podcast on the 12 Steps to Riches. Um, I really hope you're going to enjoy this over the next hour. I'm not sure where you are, maybe going for a walk or you found a quiet space at home to uh, listen to this podcast, but I'm really excited you're here. And you know, there's an actual science to riches and achievement. It doesn't just happen by luck. And like the game of Monopoly that we all know, only when you actually get to understand the rules of the game do you have any real chance of winning the game. And that is the same for this game of life that we have. So my name's Adam Dobson and I'm a high performance success coach and my business coach and life mentor is Bob Proctor. And for those of you who don't know who Bob Proctor is, he's one of the world's foremost experts on human performance and wealth building principles. Bob's created literally more millionaires today than any other living person and he's been doing this or doing this work for 65 years now. And Bob has studied and coached these wealth principles originating from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And if you haven't got a copy of that yet, I suggest you get one. It's an amazing book. You know, the book was first published in the Great Depression, and it's the number one selling book of the century on personal wealth and lasting success. And it sold over 100 million copies worldwide to date. So on this audio today, I'm going to spend the next hour exposing you to some of the greatest principles of the wealthiest people in the world, also known as the one percenters. And together on this audio, we're going to learn and I'll begin to educate you on the mindset and the thinking of these people and the science behind their achievements. And once I started to learn some of these principles and I was able to multiply my businesses and take them from zero to two and four million in revenue in a very short space of time. You know, and it's important to understand that, yes, I was the individual who achieved these particular results, but the biggest single factor was the mentor that I had and the new way of thinking that I adopted. I achieved it by simply finding a mentor who had already achieved what I wanted to achieve, and I followed a proven time-tested system for generating true wealth. It was as simple as that. So what I found was that I started to do more of what I love to do and less of what I didn't want to do. So if you're thinking that just working harder is the answer, I'm going to prove to you in this audio that the most successful people in the world don't get there by working harder. They get there by following a coach or a mentor and learning how to change their personal paradigms. And you know, paradigms are mental programs that have almost exclusive control of your habitual behavior that ultimately determine your results or put more simply your life. I'll explain more of this as we get along. So this audio is an hour long and it really is life changing if you really commit to listening to it all. Go for an hour long walk or listen to it or relax at the beach or in a park or in your room with no distractions for just an hour of your life. Listen to it multiple times if you want to. The more you listen to it, the more the results will change, I promise you. All right, so let's get started. So let's start with what's in this for you? Like why should you listen to this audio? Well. My goal here today is to give you some ideas and philosophies that you'll be able to take with you that will immediately impact your financial future, your physical future, or even your spiritual future, basically all areas of your life. So if you want that, then that's why you should listen to this audio. I've also highly recommend that you listen to this audio all the way to the end as some of the most impactful principles of the wealthy are towards the end of the audio. In this audio, I'm going to go over 12 success principles and where they come from. It's centuries of study and application that have been brought forward over the years into today's society. And I'm also going to give you some examples of how these principles are used every day by the world's wealthiest and most successful people. It wouldn't make much sense if I just came straight out with all the principles right now without explaining where some of these principles came from. So I'll give you a little bit of background first for context, and then we'll go into the actual 12 principles. So by the end of the audio, you'll have some ideas and principles that you can definitely implement right away, today even. These principles can change the course of your life financially and physically, and more importantly, mentally and spiritually.
you'll also have the answers to the following questions. Why you and why now? Like, why do you need to listen to this audio? Or why should you listen to this audio? And why should you act now? And why do most people feel stuck when they see others succeeding all around them? And why we don't do the things that we already know how to do on a daily basis when we know that we should be doing them? And, you know, that's a big one. Another thing is you're going to learn why nobody's talking about paradigms and how paradigms control almost everything in your life. So we're going to get into that and why people with all the best intentions still end up failing in life. I also want you to uh, consider these questions. Do you, really tr do you truly know what you want in life? Have you ever defined it? Do you know how to get it? Most people can't answer these questions. And do you know what actually controls your results? Okay, let's get into it. So let's start with why you? Or maybe a better question is why not you? So are you busy with your day-to-day -day life of hustling between your job, the kids, paying the bills, dropping the kids off at sports, and you're telling yourself you don't have the time to focus on building your own wealth or revenue streams? This is what most people do. Do you see other people that seem to be doing so well in every, every area of their life? Everything seems to be going well for them. You know, they've got the big house, the vacations, the nice cars. Everything just seems to be smooth and they seem to work less than you do. And they're going on several vacations a year. You know, we all know these people. Have you ever seen people in an exact same job or career or field being wildly successful and you feel stuck and underpaid? Well, think about that for a minute. We all know these people and I used to wonder these exact same things. Thanks to studying and learning and using my higher faculties, and by the way, these higher faculties, we all have inside of us, and we're actually gifted with them at birth. You know, I was able to make the changes and build multiple revenue stream businesses, giving me the income, freedom, and scale I always wanted, and I never got in my previous life. I drive the car that I want to drive today, and prior to COVID, travel where I want to travel, not just once, but multiple times in a year, with mini breaks in between. And I hang out with high net worth individuals I like. And I'm not saying that just because they're high net worth, worth individuals, but because I actually enjoy their company and they push me and improve me to be better myself. And I've gone from earning what I used to earn in a year, in a month. And I've done that all through my businesses and teaching this material. And I'm saying this not to impress you, but to impress upon you that we can all become the people we admire and we can actually be those people. The real question is, why not you? You know, it's just a decision. Why not decide it can be you? We're all just one decision away from what we really want. And I really believe that, just one decision away. You know, wealth is different for everybody. Obviously, we have to make money to live, and so that's why I'm specifically focusing on wealth in this audio. Wealth does lead to success, and success does lead to wealth. So they're kind of inversely proportionate. And I want to empower you with these strategies so that you'll literally transform your life like I did and many other people before me. So if any of what I'm saying so far resonates with you, then this audio is definitely for you. And what if I told you it's as simple as getting a little bit of guidance and then following a proven system? I know that sounds very simplistic, but I've successfully started from scratch and grown businesses from zero to two and four million in revenue in just over 24 months using these principles. So I'm going to show you how here. It's funny, you know, most people are extras in their own movie of life. And what we need to understand is that we really need to be playing the star role in our own movies and stop looking at everybody else thinking we can't do or be that person. We all know other people that are excelling in life at all levels. And we look at them and we say to ourselves, well, that's just the way those people are born. And we never think, well, why not me? So I really want you to open up your mind and ask yourself, why not you as we go through this material in the next hour? 
I'm here to tell you that the difference between you and a Leonardo DiCaprio or Michael Jordan or Warren Buffett or any other ultra-wealthy person is they simply have no limitations on their thinking. They think, I can do that. They then use a mentor or a coach and they follow a proven system to achieve whatever goal they set for themselves. And they get there. What I specialize in is helping people to go from being bystanders in their own movie to playing the star role. So ask yourself this question today, honestly. Why not me? Really think about that for a moment. And why not think it can be me? So the next obvious question is, why now? This should really need no answering, to be honest. I mean, how long have we all been saying that we need to change our jobs or we need to move to a better place or when the kids get out of school, we'll get into a better financial position? And here's the biggest one, and I hear this all the time. When I get out of debt, I'll start a business or start investing for my future. How many of you have said that to yourselves? If this, then what? When this, then that. When we get this, then that. It's always waiting. These are not the thoughts and actions of the world's wealthiest people, but common thoughts and sayings of the masses, unfortunately. You know, 97% of people think that they have good ideas, but they never actually put them into action. So the why now, put simply is, if not now, today, then basically, is it ever going to happen? It's as simple as that. Everything in our life starts with a clearly defined decision first. So forget about the how. People are professional procrastinators. And the first thing we need to do is learn how to make a decision. The how to do something only, only ever comes after the decision to do it has been made. Most people have this back to front and why they constantly feel stuck. I just want to say that again because it's really important. The how to do something only comes after you've made the decision to do it. So the decision comes first. The only problem is the schools and the current education system doesn't ever teach us how to make a decision from the subconscious mind. And a question, have you ever made a decision that you're going to be successful? Think about that for a moment. Like actually made a decision, I am going to be successful. So once you've decided it's going to be you and, and it's going to be now and you're ready to go for what you really want, then the next thing you need to know are the rules of the game. And the rules I'm talking about are called universal laws. These universal laws govern our world. And there's really only two choices. You either work with the laws or you work against them. Why is this so important? Because if you're working against the laws, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you'll never get there. You have to work with the laws to be in what we call flow to get there. If you're not deliberately creating new habits, you're by default creating bad ones. That's just the way this works. And over time, this becomes the way we're programmed. In life, we want to do better and get better results, but most people give up because they simply don't know how. They don't know how to take the first step. And these universal laws are not taught in schools, otherwise we wouldn't be on this audio today. Most people are very ignorant of these laws, including myself, until I discovered them. Like I mentioned earlier, you don't start playing Monopoly without first knowing the rules of the games to win. It's the same with the universal laws. I'll give you an example. Everyone realizes the universal law of gravity is if you're standing on the top of a building and you take a step off the building, the universal law of gravity is going to have a very severe effect on you, right? Whether you understand gravity or not, or believe it or not, you can't see it. Most people can't even explain it, but we all know gravity is there, so we're conditioned to work with it. You see, there are so many universal laws that are having effects on us every single day that we're simply never educated on. And that's the problem. That's why 1% of the population earn 96% of the money. And the information and wealth and success principles we're going to share with you are centuries old. This is not new information. Philosophers like Einstein actually studied a lot of these universal laws, which, is basi which basically put simply is, 
physics, you know, the law of cause and effect, the law of attraction, the law of nature, the law of gravity. So again, these are forces all around us that are basically frequencies and our thoughts actually create frequencies. Our thoughts are electric and our emotions are magnetic. So we're trying to help you harness the power that you already have within you by understanding the law of vibration, the law of attraction, the unique and intimate connection between the two and how you can literally attract more success into your life by following these principles and educating yourself on them. There is a famous picture of the founding forefathers of the USA in a room signing the Declaration of Independence they created for the United States of America. Well, these are the same principles and laws and mindsets that guided the founding forefathers of the USA and created the land of the free and the home of the brave, known as the USA today. You know, they may not have known what was driving them at the time. They might have been what we call unconsciously competent. But these are the same principles that we're, go that we're going to share with you today that literally helped shape and make what the USA is today. So how much do you currently know about the 11 universal laws? Most people don't know anything about them. And what do you think is happening to people every day who don't understand them? You know, Henry Ford literally belted the earth with cars using these principles. And he made a fortune that the next five generations of his family couldn't even spend. And guess what? It wasn't schooling or anything traditional schooling colleges taught him. Henry Ford only made it to sixth grade before he had to go to work and make money and earn a living for his family. The very foundational environment that we have grown up in is broken and flawed. So it's not really all our fault when we find people struggling financially at 30, 40 or even 50 years old and still not making it. We're going to show you how to change that from here on in. Um, it's going to be your choice if you're stuck or if you're going to make a decision to change things and make quantum leaps in your success. And by the way, you can literally make that decision today. Think about this for a moment. How can the average teacher making 60 grand a year teach our children how to make $100,000 a month or more? I know that sounds ludicrous, but just think about that. It's no wonder we have a society that has absolutely no clue how to earn significant money. Again, it's not even our fault. This is the way our school systems are set up. But now it's our responsibility to take action if we want to make changes. Our education system simply doesn't know these principles or how to teach them. And I'm not picking on the teachers or the school system. They're literally doing the best they can with the knowledge they have. But they were not taught how to build wealth either. It goes on for generations and generations going backwards. And you see the 1% of the population, the super wealthy, they obtain their education from mentors who have achieved the wealth they desire. And they followed some of these proven systems and principles. So bringing these principles forth today is no other than Bob Proctor, who is my wealth and business building mentor. Bob has spent the last 60 years, longer than actually most people have been alive, <laughs> using, including me, using these teaching, uh, teaching these principles and these laws to create hundreds of millions of dollars of personal wealth for himself. More importantly, Bob has taught and mentored thousands of people all over the world to become millionaires and to make millions. He's also reached millions of people around the world through his streaming clubs, books, videos, and other teachings, and been studying with the world's top, top thought leaders, going back through time and biographies in the field of human psychological performance. I've been studying and teaching this material for years now, and what I know is that the only way someone turns their annual income into their monthly income is with a major paradigm shift. For me, the major paradigm shift was my ability to raise my level of awareness, expanding my thinking really using all my higher faculties from the teachings of this thinking to results material and the coaching program.
I realized I couldn't hope to change the result I was getting with the same level of thinking that got me there in the first place. I finally understood that I needed to stop doing what didn't work and follow someone that knew how to get there or where I wanted to go. So ask yourself, who and what are you studying? If you want to increase your wealth, what have you done in the last year to invest in yourself to raise your level of awareness and wealth generation skills? You know, top sport, uh, sports athletes like Michael Jordan, they use these principles. Yet the difference is he probably can't articulate what he's doing and probably can't teach this stuff. But I guarantee you he's using these same principles that we're going to share with you today. Now, the beautiful thing is, is it's all teachable and you can learn how to change anything or everything in your life with this material. And, and Bob's motto is, and I use it too, tell me what you want and I'll show you how to get it. One of the things that I want to teach you to embrace is limitless thinking because it's obviously our thoughts that stimulate our behavior which then create our results in life. So it starts with having a goal and then reverse engineering the results of getting that goal. So what we want to embrace is the fact that the only difference between anybody who is at your level or below you or above you is just their level of awareness. They simply studied more, therefore they are more self-aware. They are more aware of what's going on what's going to get them where they want to go and how to achieve those goals. And whether you're aware of it or not, you're using these principles. Some people are consciously competent and some people are unconsciously competent. But it's a really beautiful process to show you that you can literally do anything you want. It just It's just a matter of raising your level of awareness. Some people leave the education people uh, system and they never study again. And therefore, they don't really ever raise their level of awareness. But if you see people who are very successful, you've got to ask yourself, what are those people doing differently that I'm not doing? And if I ever want to be like them, I have to emulate them. I have to study like they've studied and read the books that they've read. So that's really what we're teaching you to do is to create better habits so that you don't have to consciously think about this and make it a laborious process. I'm not working longer or harder. I'm in fact working less and making more money by generating a passive residual income through my own businesses. And I'm not trading my time for money as I used to do as an hourly employee. And I didn't need to wait to get a degree or qualification first or go to college or invest thousands of dollars in additional education. I just followed someone who's done exactly what I want to do and followed a clear path with them. You know, in every industry, in all walks of life, everyone, including the actor Jim Carrey, are using these principles. He's quoted as saying, you can fail working at something you hate, so why not try do, doing something you love? Think about that. People work for 40 years in a job that they hate, and some of the time they get laid off or they get made redundant for whatever reasons. It always amazes me how stunned people are when they're laid off or made redundant and how much they struggle with how quickly and easily a company was prepared to let them go to protect the bottom line of the business, despite an employee demonstrating years of loyalty and commitment to that company. Only in that moment do they realize that the company's commitment to them was nowhere near the, their commitment to the company. Some people, you know, are devastated when they're laid off or made redundant. Others deal with it very differently. I was made redundant once, so I know what it feels like. But instead of seeing it as a negative, I turned it into positive. You know, in the very second I was told I'd be let go, I decided then and there in that moment that I would start my own business and I'm not going to work for someone else chasing their dream anymore but I'm going to work for myself chasing my dream and I'm going to do what I love. And that's exactly what I did. There is no such thing in my view as job security, even in a full-time job. You can't, you can spend your whole life doing something you hate just to pay the bills and then have the rug pulled from under you at any moment. So no, so why not try and do something you love and do it on your terms? It's a different way of thinking. I know. And it's not taught in most schools. 
We all go through school getting educated, but only 1% of us actually get to the top. We are programmed in our society to go to school, university or college where our parents and society think nothing of leveraging and taking out hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to put kids through school just to come out into the world and hope to make a 70 or 80 grand salary. As well as the school education costs, many after school personally take out student loans to study degrees that are more and more becoming meaningless in terms of them actually being able to get in or being able to secure a paying job based on what they study. If they are able to secure a job, on average, did you know that they spend the next uh, nine and a half years of their working life paying off the student debt that they took out? So how crazy is that? All this debt and studying, most have never learned the success principles that the 1% know that cost a fraction of the money spent on the education they received, keeping them in the 96% category. Investment in one's own personal development is what gets you in the 1%. Your income will rarely exceed your personal, your personal development. Think about that one for a moment. Your income will rarely exceed your personal development. So when's the last time you invested in your personal growth and your development? It's all, about, it's all about learning to change a paradigm through study and taking daily action. We all know the story of Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, and how he skyrocketed to be worth over $101 billion right before our eyes. So how did that happen? You know, Mark dropped out of Harvard to follow his vision. And the answers are not in traditional education. For Mark, again, it began with a dream and a decision and a vision. That's how it always starts. And that's why I've made it a habit to study and learn and understand and implement these principles every single day. These are the same principles and levels of awareness that Mark Zuckerberg used and is using each day that have made him the fourth richest person in the world. We don't necessarily all want to be a Mark Zuckerberg worth billions, but we get a short time on this earth and it's worth enjoying it while we're here and, and to do something that we love that brings us joy so we can live the life we dreamed of. So what is your life stream? Do you ask yourself that daily or do you know what your dream is and you think about it all the time have you just been or have you just been too scared to pull the trigger and go for it or have you stored your dream away and learned how to ignore it even though that little voice keeps popping up and niggling you at the time at every time about your dream asking why you haven't taken any action yet are you ignoring your dream and thinking it's just not possible so what is possible What's possible is what you believe is possible. Story after story, we hear about people achieving amazing results who are simply not infected with limited thinking. Steve Jobs, for example, someone who I believe is probably the world's most impactful visionary of our time. He never worried about the how or the money, and he never worried if it would work out. He just decided to go for it. It all starts with a decision first. I believe we're all just one decision away from our dreams. So the first secret to success is that it all starts with a dream or a vision. And then most importantly, you might want to write this down, it starts with a decision. Not the how, it never starts with the how. It always starts with a decision first. If we knew the how, we wouldn't be on this audio and you'd already be living the life you wanted. I'm here to share with you how to create a dream and then more importantly, make a decision to start chasing that dream. Successful people make decisions. Failures hesitate and procrastinate. Procrastination is the opposite of a decision. At the end of this audio, you'll get a chance to really make a decision that will impact your life forever. Ask yourself, when's the last time you really made a clear decision for change in your life? So Steve Jobs' vision, the decision, took him from working in his dad's garage with $750 to creating the world's most valuable public traded company, Apple Corporation, which is worth over $2 trillion today.
He did this by understanding the success principles I'm sharing with you here today. So what's the difference between us and a Steve Jobs? The difference is the vision of what he wanted to do was crystal clear in his mind and he used something that we're all gifted at birthhood called our higher faculties. We all have them. It's just a case of if, we, or if we're going to use them or not. Steve Jobs, whether it was consciously or unconsciously, tapped into his inner potential, his higher faculties, and he used them to get where he wanted to go. We can all do this, but only if we're aware of them and choose them like he did. Our results like, like his are a direct reflection of how much we're using our inner potential and our higher faculties and our level of awareness. This is not taught in traditional education. The information and principles on how to dream, think, act and create like a Steve Jobs or any of the others I've mentioned in this presentation is simply not out there or being taught to enough people and why I'm committed to teaching this and sharing it with you today. The truth is we all have these gifts inside of us, already locked away within us, but we often don't know we have them or even how to unlock them, or how we're ever going to use them to any great benefit or desire. We've all heard the word inner potential, and it's true, we all have it, but using our higher faculties and directing our mind towards any ends we desire, most of us never do. The people that are most successful are actually doing this. They're really using these their God-given gifts and talents. And if we never really actually explore deeper questions like, uh, what do you have to offer to this world? What are you good at? What do you really want? Obviously, how you get good at anything is you study it and you practice it. It's about training to focus on something, make a decision, commit yourself and actually live a fulfilling life. I, I really want you to pause right now and get to ask yourself, how much of your potential are you really using? And think about that. And here's the answer. Look no further than the results, than your results for, the, for your answer today. Right, your results right now in your life are a direct reflection of the potential you're using. So if we use more of our potential, that's going to, by law, improve and increase our results. What do you think your life would be like if you spent the time studying this material and these principles? And how different do you think your results and your life would be? So now that you guys know a little bit about the background and the history of this content, let's roll up our sleeves and dig into some of these principles and teaching. Okay, let's get started. So. Obviously, this is only, only going to be scratching the surface of the centuries of material in the wealth conscious mindset. But this sh should spark some ideas and prove that you can achieve anything you really want in life with the right information and the right mentor, or coach and support. Did you know even Warren Buffett had a mentor and his name was Benjamin Graham and Warren learned most of what made him the sixth richest person in the world as a self-made billionaire worth $77 billion by following Benjamin's coaching and proven system. Okay, so there are 12 fundamental lessons that we want to go through or principles of the super wealthy or the elite athlete or the successful business uh, person. We teach these 12 lessons and principles through our six-month coaching pro program called Thinking Into Results. We don't really have time to cover them in depth here, but I do want to go over each one of them lightly and see if they have a significant impact or on your immediate future. So let's start with principle one. This is goal setting, but it's not goal setting like you've probably been taught. You see, we've been programmed to set goals that we think we can achieve. And we do this because of fear of failure of not achieving our goals. And we taught this in school, like we set a goal of losing five kilos because we know we can probably do that. But it's very rare that we would set a goal of becoming a professional fitness model or getting to a level of fitness that would be worthy of being on a magazine cover. 
We do this in business too. We'll set the goal of growing a business by 5% or 10% per year, or maybe stretch it out to even 20%. And I've been, I've been guilty of this in the past. But we would never dream or think of setting a goal of growing a business by 1000% in 12 months. And basically, it's because we don't know the people that have done it. And because we've never done it before, and society tells us it's absurd or crazy, well, we've also never really been taught what the purpose of a goal is. And this is also a fundamental flaw in our current education system. And this is also why this is one of the first things that we focus on. You see, visionaries set goals that are so big that most people say that's impossible. And entrepreneurs rarely, if ever, hit their goals. Think about that. They set goals that are so big that rarely, if ever, they hit them. Let me give you an example. When I first started studying this material with Bob Proctor, I was running a small transport company and I decided to, decided, as I said, making a decision to grow the transport company I was running from 1 million to 10 million in 12 months, i.e. a thousand percent increase. I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I just made a decision that I'm going to do it. It's amazing because what happens when you make a decision and commit to a big goal, you're immediately forced to think on a completely different level. I decided, right, I'm not going to question my ability like I had in the past. Instead, I'm going to be open-minded and coachable, and I'm going to trust the process and diligently follow it. And because I was thinking about how to increase the revenue of the business by a thousand percent every single day when I woke up and when I went to sleep, this completely shifted my thinking and I started to look for and explore ways that I could achieve this. At the time, I was running four trucks, uh, running uh, tobacco, and occasionally we delivered uh, river sand. The first thing I realized when I set the goal was that there was no way I could increase the revenue by a thousand percent, i.e. 10x the revenue with the same number of trucks, even if I massively increased the productivity of each truck. Bottom line is I needed more trucks, and I know that's pretty obvious. I thought about how I could buy more trucks with no funding, and if there was a way, I, if there was a way I could get finance or and how long that would take. I wrote down all the ways I could 10x the revenue and captured every idea, and I explored every single one of them. And I finally then came to decision after exploring all the options that I wasn't going to buy them. I wasn't going to hire them. I wasn't even going to run them. I decided that I don't have the time for any of that and I don't want more responsibility running more trucks. I decided I was going to sub subcontract other people's trucks, i.e. use other people's vehicles. I figured it was the only way I could achieve the goal in the time frame that I had set. So I immediately started putting the word out and started exploring other trucks that I could subcontract, even though at that point I didn't have any other work to give them. I also knew I had to massively increase, increase the sales to achieve this new number. And that meant I had to expand my thinking and look for much bigger contracts too. I started putting the word out that I was looking for big contract jobs now. And I was also open to any type of transport work. I wasn't just looking at tobacco or um, sand, which is what we were transporting at the time. I was soon approached by a job to move a huge stockpile of gypsum, which is a powder used to make cement. So I put in a tender for the job and I ended up winning the project. It was amazing. I subcontracted 10 trucks from other independent operators to do this job for me. This was my first big contract win, not using my own trucks. It was amazing. I was bringing in additional revenue without managing our own trucks or buying any new trucks. I wasn't responsible for the trucks, if they broke down, if they had punctures or driver issues, none of it was my responsibility. I simply paid them per load. It was absolutely wonderful and I was making more money and profit, you won't believe it, using other people's trucks than I was actually running my own trucks. I was very excited at that job and it gave me a lot of confidence to get more. Then 
what happened next was a massive tender came up for the transportation of hundreds of thousands of cubic meters of river sand, pit sand and stone for a new grain silo depot that was to be built out of town. I really wanted to win this contract and I knew uh, it would go a long way to me reaching my target. My, my challenge was, was that I was competing with the top three largest transport companies in the country and I had to figure out a way how to beat them on rates to have any chance of winning this contract. The only way I could beat them and win the project was to be creative and do it differently by using my higher faculties, no different to what Steve Jobs did with Apple products. I started to really tap into my higher faculties and really ask questions and think creatively about this and look, look for ways to win this project. I was exploring all options and then suddenly I had this thought, well, hang on, what if I could find a river sand site near the site where I could extract the river sand uh, from, from to supply the project? Um, rather than buy it from the quarry where all my competitors were buying it from. I got really excited. So I got in my, to my truck and I drove to where the silos were to be built, which was right out in the bush. And I bought local maps of the area and the river system. And for the next three days, I drove around in the middle of the bush in my pickup truck looking for a place I could extract river sand from the river and where there was enough of it close to the new project site. Eventually, on day three, I found a perfect place in the nearby riverbed. I then went to the local council and again, over the next two to three days, I eventually negotiated <clears throat> and signed a contract with them to extract the sand for $8 a cubic meters. This thinking and solution, and I share it with you because it was an absolute game changer and, and what I call a quantum leap for me personally too. My competitors were running their trucks from the quarry in town full and back empty, and their trucks could do approximately two to three deliveries a day. On the other hand, I'd calculated my trucks could do six to eight deliveries a day and they would never run empty. I'd be doing more than double what my competitors were doing, having my own river sand site next to the development site. And I was running my trucks from the quarry full, but my trucks would then do five or six deliveries locally from the river sand. And then the final load would come back into town full. On top of this, my competitors were buying the river sand from the quarry at $45 a cubic meter, and I was paying just $8 a cubic meter extracting this straight from the river myself. I put in a bid and I won this huge contract. None of my competitors compete with me on rate. They were all left scratching their heads and had no idea how I was able to beat them so convincingly on rate. Their limited thinking and not setting big enough goals or tapping into their high faculty of creativity cost them this huge contract. I was more determined. I had much bigger goals than them and I used my higher faculties to, to faculties better than they did to uh, as a way to win. The project was the building of 12 massive grain silos with each silo holding 4,000 tons of grain. And over the next nine months, uh, we delivered hundreds of thousands of cubic meters of pit sand, river sand and stone to build these massive silos that are an important part of the local community, even today, storing food supply for the area. My goal was to hit 10 million by the end of the year and I didn't quite get there. By current day's logic and thinking, uh, you could probably say I failed. But remember what I said about visionaries. They rarely, if ever, hit their goals because they're generally so massive. But even when a visionary entrepreneur fails, they're usually hundreds of times more successful than the average person who had never dreamt of it. Whilst I didn't hit my goal, I'd actually grown the business by 800% more than I would have achieved with my old way of thinking and gr of growing it by 10 or 20%. The whole purpose of a goal is to go after something that's so big that it causes you to completely change your level of thinking and to grow and to get you out of your comfort zone. By the way, the next year, I set the goal even higher and this time I did achieve it. I expanded our um, truck fleet 
Uh, I bought more trucks. I won many more large contracts, including a massive new hospital hospital that we built um, and 360 low cost housing development. And I also expanded our international trucks, uh, our, our trucks into international transport, sending our trucks uh, cross border to South Africa, Mozambique and Malawi. You see, once my mind had been open to a new way of thinking, I could never go back. And I shared that story with you as an example of how I was able to completely change my results by changing my thinking, but not improving my results just by a little bit, but achieving a quantum leap in my results, increasing my business by 800%, not just 10 or 20% like most people do. You know, it was announced recently that Elon Musk has just taken over Jeff Bezos from Amazon to become the richest man in the world. Elon Musk had a dream of creating the world's first uh, mainstream electric car. He didn't achieve this in his first year and he had many setbacks along the way, but today his Tesla car company is worth more than all the other major car companies put together. Amazing to think of that. That's the power of a big goal. Elon Musk also has a big dream of sending people to the moon and colonizing Mars. And he's getting very close to achieving parts of that dream with his rockets too. A lot of us get comfortable with, with being okay with average results, but I honestly feel that every single one of us deep down inside know and want and desire greater things, whether it be more money, more love, more joy, more friends, whatever it is, we yearn or we want for better things in life. Somewhere in the background, we all have these goals and dreams, but we often live life that we're just settling for, or we're lowering our income to meet our standards instead of raising our income to meet the standards that we want. You know, prior to understanding this material and the laws, I was doing what I was doing based on what I knew at the time, operating on the thought frequency I was on. But once I grew my level of awareness and really committed to my goals, I immediately started to think on a completely different frequency. And this new frequency brought me to the opportunities that eventually turned my thinking into my results. That's why the program I teach is called Thinking to Results. I teach people how to think into the results they want using the natural laws of the universe and their higher faculties through a scientific and structured blueprint process that works every time. By the way, it takes no more mental energy to go after a massive goal than it does to go for a tiny goal. So you might as well go after a big goal. But unfortunately, it's not the way the world's most successful people think. I mean, Michael Jordan set a goal of being the greatest basketball player that ever lived at the age of nine. Mark Zuckerberg said that he would connect the entire planet with Facebook. Elon Musk said he would revolutionize the electric car industry, and he has. Me growing a little transport company by 800% seems like a minuscule task when compared to these guys. I know achieving this was just scratching the surface of my inner potential. How many of you would love to increase your business or your income by 1000% in 12 months? I mean, honestly, even as we speak, I can hear some of you saying, well, I could never do that. Well, that's great. He can do that, but not me. I don't know how to do that. I wouldn't even know where to start. My answer would be start with deciding or why not ask a better question like why not you? The people who have achieved great success decided why not make it me? And as I said, it doesn't take any more thought energy to go after a massive goal. Your, sub your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. So lesson two is called the knowing doing gap. And this is the second principle. And this is where most of our clients make the biggest, quickest most imp impactful gains. It's one of the most powerful lessons as people get to understand on a conscious level why they do what they do and why 
they do the things and while they don't do the things that they know they should be doing. It's often a massive breakthrough for people and their results and their lives start to change rapidly as they consciously start to make different decisions every day. So how many have you how many of you have gone on a diet at some point? Then you find yourself in a restaurant at a party and the dessert tray comes along. You look at it and you see that piece of cheesecake that you love and you love cheesecake and you're on a diet. You, you've already decided you want to lose weight, but you grab the cheesecake anyway and down the hatch it goes. You know you don't want the effects of eating the cheesecake and gaining the weight, and you know it's not good for you, but you eat it anyway. This is where the majority breakdown occurs. Why do we do this? This is a fundamental question that most people can't answer. This is what we call the knowing doing gap. Well, what I'm here to tell you is that if you knew the science behind why this mental and physical breakdown occurs and could correct it within minutes of understanding it, how do you think that would impact your life? How would this one principle alone change everything for you? What if you could close this knowing doing gap? We have so many things in life that we know we should be doing, yet we still don't do them. Or we're doing things we know we shouldn't be doing, but we're doing them anyway. Take cigarette smoking, for example. Most people that smoke cigarettes don't don't uh, cigarettes know they don't want the long-term effects of smoking cigarettes yet they do it anyway they make the daily decision to go to the store buy the cigarettes light it up put it in their mouth and smoke the cigarette think about how many micro decisions are there but they're all decisions nobody's forcing them i've had clients in our program quit smoking within first two weeks even half after having not been able to do it for a lifetime after trying many times in the past think about investing for retirement for example same type of thing. We know we need to invest a certain amount of money every month to retire in life. But yet, how many of us are doing that? And again, the fundamental problem is that we're not taught how our subconscious mind controls this knowing doing gap. I'm here to tell you, once you fix this, everything starts to change. How many people do you think are in a job that they don't like? Why do we do this? A person who was really thinking would never go to a job every day that they hate. I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm just trying to shed some light. We're not taught in school how to think. A thinking person first asks the questions like, what do I love to do? And then they get really good at whatever that is. Then they start to provide those services to many people and then they become wealthy as a side effect of doing what they love. So many people are stuck in jobs they don't like because they think there is no other way or they don't know how to change their situation. But there are ways out if you start looking for them. I think if COVID-19 has taught us anything is that there are many different ways to change what you're doing if you start to look for the opportunities. Many people have had to change their jobs, their careers, their places of work, where they live, their relationships, their lifestyle, and we're forced to learn completely new skills in completely different industries. Think about the story I mentioned earlier about the transport com company I was running. The only reason the business was increasing by the average of 20% per year is because I'd never even contemplated the thought that there was a way to increase the business by 800% in a year. The truth was, the truth was that the way that the way to do that was always there. I just wasn't even consciously looking or even considering it. It sounds overly simple, I know, but it's true. I never allowed myself to think that big and didn't have the understanding or the material to close the knowing doing gap to achieve it. Once I really started thinking and stayed focused on the goal and started doing high value activities, I rapidly closed the knowing doing gap and the results started to come in fast. Also, if you're thinking wealthy thoughts all day long, you'll generally be wealthy. If you look at yourself and you're struggling financially, it's because you're thinking of thoughts of financial lack. 
lack. If you want to change your outer reality, you, you have to start from the inside first. These principles allow you to understand that everything comes from the inside first. Everything comes from the power of the mind. So ask yourself what it is that you're attracting. What is it that you're focusing on? What are you blind to? Because you don't have this level of awareness that allows you to expand on this inner consciousness and become aware of everything others have already discovered. You're going to be constantly discovering stuff. Once you learn this and start to master this process, it really is going to change you from the inside out. Okay, so the third principle and lesson has to do with understanding of your subconscious mind and how it actually works. When you understand how it works, it changes everything. Did you know that your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is imagined? Just think about that for a moment. So your subconscious mind is like a garden and whatever you constantly plant in it, it will grow. So ask yourself, what are you putting in your subconscious mind every single day? The fact is, if you're not purposely studying and putting good information into your subconscious, then the noise and the chaos of the world will be planted there by default. It gets in by default. This is why TV ads are so effective. They plant the visions in your mind through the space repetition of, of content right into your subconscious mind. Have you ever seen a TV ad run multiple times in a short period of time? We've all seen this. It seems really annoying, but don't you think TV programmers might understand a little bit about how the subconscious mind works? Unfortunately, the masses have no real idea what's going on. This is why I don't really watch a lot of TV. I'd rather study. Ask yourself, what are you pro programming your subconscious mind with daily? Do you come home from work, cook dinner, just plop in front of the TV and watch TV? If you are, that's getting into your subconscious mind. What if you just made a small shift from watching TV to committing that time to studying how wealthy people think or working on your mindset? If you get nothing else out of this audio, just make that small shift. Try it for three or six weeks as a starting point and watch what happens to your life. So principle and lesson number four is all about your inner potential and unlocking this. And I know we've all heard this before, using your inner potential. That's kind of a cliche, but again, no one really knows what that means. Do you know there are over 11 million kilowatts of power locked up in the energy of the human body? And we truly are limitless beings. Yet, most people are never taught to unlock even a fraction of the inner potential. Have you ever heard somebody say, I don't have energy or I could really use some energy? They're actually missing the whole point. Most people don't understand how their mind and body work and that we don't get energy. We actually are energy. We're a constant vibrating molecular structure. What we need to do is learn how to release energy. Energy is flowing to and through us every minute of every day. The key distinction here is that we have to decide how energy leaves our body, whether it's positive or negative. The art is the skill of controlling the release of the energy, your emotions. Emotion is energy in motion. How we feel and how we express to the, wor to the world how energy leaves our body. This determines the frequency that we operate at and the results that we ultimately get. The big problem here is we're never really taught how to release energy in the first place and we're also not taught how to create. What if you knew how to unlock your inner potential? What if I told you that you were born with all that you ever needed to be successful and you have it all inside of you right now? All you need to do is know how to unlock it. I found the keys to unlock my inner potential. What I'd really like to do is help you find yours. Okay, so the fifth success principle and, and lesson is what we call the trick to staying in charge, no matter what the environment or the circumstances. So most people are products of the environment. You know, 
where they were born, their education, the language they speak, the food they eat, where they live, the people they surround themselves with, etc., etc. They've literally molded themselves in response to their environment and become a product of the environment. I'll give you an example. If the economy is in a recession, most people will suffer and lose their income. They'll lose their jobs and they'll become a product of the environment. But there will always be a select few that won't. A select few create their own environment and their own economy. They are not molded by the environment. To them, it doesn't matter who's the president or what the job market is or what the stock market is doing. These people create their own environment and economy. And this is what we teach. One of the best kept secrets of wealth is the fact that you're literally in control of your environment. Where you live, the job or business you work at, who you live with, the level of fitness that you're at, everything is under your control. As you learn to control your subconscious mind, you can literally begin to shift and create your own environment and your own economy. Let me give an extreme example in history. So most people have heard of the Great Depression that lasted six years, where people back then who were making six and seven figures found themselves in bread lines and penniless. Yet for a select few, things were different. Why is this? You know, some of the wealthiest people were born, born out of the Great Depression. They literally created global fortunes during the same crisis that had 99% of the people trapped. They created their own environment, their own economy. And this was all due to some people that understood how to create their own environment. Our perception of a situation can be the difference between wealth and poverty. The situation is always the situation. Your, your perception is what needs to change. And whilst most people saw horror and poverty, a few select people saw opportunity to improve and create. This recent global pandemic that we've been going through is probably the closest to the Great Depression in modern time and has got a lot of people thinking about multiple sources of income and not relying on one source. So are you relying on one source of income? What would happen if you lost your job or business tomorrow? Many people already have. So it doesn't make sense to spend a little bit of time thinking about multiple sources of income and how wealthy people get wealthy. Once you create multiple sources of income, you can truly create your own economy. The sixth lesson and principle is all about self-image and leadership, having a positive self-image. This is a big one. And we're definitely not taught anything about this in our education system. Think about this. Uh, kids wouldn't give a damn about what other kids thought of them in school if they knew this stuff on self-image at an early age. One of the greatest examples of self-image in, in modern day is Michael Jordan. He literally painted such a strong self-image of himself at nine years old. He had posters all over his wall, uh, walls of being the greatest basketball player of all time that it actually happened. He literally willed it into existence. There are many elite sports people in the world who, if you go back, there is often a tape of them as a kid saying they wanted to be the best at whatever sport it was. And they ended up becoming that because their self-image matched their vision. And that's the important bit there. Their self-image matches their vision. So when it comes to leadership, one has to be coachable. You have to be a good follower before you can become a great leader. It starts by following somebody, but also being coachable and learning how to lead yourself. And when I say lead yourself, I mean, give yourself a command and follow through with it. Michael Jordan followed coaches and other superstars, all while he was dreaming of being the greatest basketball player that ever lived. Even when he started to be successful, he still decided to hire a coach to get even better. At the time, Michael was one of the best, but he wasn't the best. He had to get a coach who knew more about human body and the mindset than he did. And you'll see the mindset of highly successful people is that they're always growing. Even when they're great, they're always learning and trying to prove, even when they've become very successful. This is another fundamental difference between the mindset of the masses 
versus a mindset of the wealthy. So ask yourself, who are you following in life? And more importantly, have they achieved what you're looking to achieve? Also ask yourself, what does your self-image look like? One of the pictures I love most on self-image is a kitten looking into the mirror and seeing the reflection back of a big lion. The kitten sees the lion inside of himself or herself. So do you see the lion inside of you? When was the last time you stared in the mirror deeply looking at yourself, like really looked into your eyes and examined you and your self-image? Was the lion there? Ask yourself what your self-image is. Does it need improving? Can you define it? Most people can't clearly define or, or articulate their self-image to someone else without feeling embarrassed. I've personally created a self-image of exactly what I wanted for my life, but it wasn't always like this. I had to really examine my self-image and work on it. One has to be very clear on their self-image and the person they want to become, and then start immediately feeling and acting like that person until they become that person. I have found one of the top issues that stop most people achieving their goals or having an abundant life is always linked to a poor self-image. The good news is it's all fixable, but it's, imper it's imperative to fix this early as you'll never, be go you'll never go beyond the limitations of your self-image. Essentially what I'm saying is that you can't outperform your self-image. Self-image is the driving image to your future self and you, learn, you have to learn how to build a future self-image of what you want to look like. There are lots of small things you can do immediately to improve your self-image and get started. Simple things like, you know, dressing well, whitening your teeth, exercising more, calling people back, connecting with people, changing the language you use about yourself and so much more. Those are just a couple of, you know, uh, simple examples. The other big ticket item that stops people achieving their goals and dreams in life is principle seven, fear and procrastination. Fear often stops people dead in their tracks when they try to break out of their comfort zone and it often leaves them procrastinating for far too long where nine, nine or ten times, nine to ten times they end up doing nothing and stay stuck. We've all experienced it when we get an idea in our head for a business that we want to start or a new job we want to go for and we really, st and we really start to think about making the idea a reality or getting the new job. Sometimes we may even start the process and take some action, but then very quickly we stop and it goes no further. We hit a brick wall at the first bit of resistance, or often we don't even start. We ask ourselves, how am I going to achieve it? And because we don't have the answers on the how, right then and there, we stop thinking and we simply give up and forget the idea altogether. Defeated by fear, we go back into bondage instead of going forward and overcoming fear. Tony Robbins uh, does an activity called a firewalk where you walk barefoot on hot coals that are up to a thousand degrees Fahrenheit from one side to the other. I've done it twice. The firewalk teaches people to break through their terror barrier of personal fear and do it anywhere. It's very liberating as you get to understand how to control your mind and take action even in the face of fear. Our minds are very powerful if we learn to use a fraction of their capabilities. So let me explain how your mind works in relation to fear and the terror barrier. Imagine your mind is a circle divided up into two parts. The top part is your conscious mind where you think your thoughts and the bottom part is your subconscious mind where your thoughts are acted on that create actions. It's the doing part of your mind. Let's say you're guilty of going through life thinking a lot of X types ideas like I'm not good enough, I feel stuck, I don't like my life i don't have the money or the time or the resources or the energy to change things etc etc all negative thoughts 
you're thinking all of all of these at a conscious level and because you're constantly thinking like this it then moves it slowly filters down and moves into your subconscious mind the bottom part of your mind and this is where it automatically gets acted upon through your body and your actions and it then becomes your reality i.e your life or your results these negative thoughts create physical feelings in your body of doubt worry fear and even anxiety how many of you felt anxiety this is exactly what's going on in your body if this spiral of thinking continues long enough the anxiety is suppressed into the body is uh, sorry suppressed into the physical body in the form of depression this is basically how people get depressed this is what's going in going on in your in your body and your mind and if it continues eventually it it forms into disease or as bob likes to say disease is a body not at ease in responding to a negative environment okay so now let's take a look at the way most successful wealthy people think they get a wire type idea like starting their own company or getting a new job or building the world's best electric car etc and they think hell yeah i can do this they say to themselves i don't know how i'm going to do it but i'll just figure it out even when everybody else around them thinks that they're crazy and even when they fe feel fearful they just keep thinking this way and acting this way remember one percent of the population earn 96 percent of all the money in the world so by default this means that 96% of the people that you're going to get your advice from have no clue what they're talking about. They have no idea whatsoever. So why would we listen to, their, listen to them? Remember what Steve Jobs says. The ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Eventually, with a repetition of thinking this way, the white type idea moves from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind into the physical action. What they do differently is that they have I'm talking about these one percenters or positive people is that they have a face a faith based mindset where they don't get give up at the first obstacle and rather they push through the terror barrier and they do it anyway. As they do this, their faith grows and grows and the goals get closer and closer. They move to freedom and growth and have a faith based mindset. Having a faith based mindset comes from increasing your self image and studying and applying all the principles we're going through here. This creates a faith-based mindset instead of a fear-based mindset. When you're, when you're focusing on the positive and not the negative, both fear and faith are invisible thoughts. They're both choices, by the way. You literally have to choose fear over faith to be fearful. So if you're a thinking person, why on earth would you choose fear? A person with a faith-based faith faith, mindset takes action. The action translates into results and the, and the results translate into freedom and growth. As people get this, they want more and so they do more and it goes on and on and they end up becoming phenomenally successful and effective people. Their body and mind are at ease because they're living, growing, thinking person pursuing a faith-based goal. So who really cares about what other people think? The question is, what do you want? That's the big question and really it's the only question you should be asking yourself. Okay, so the eighth principle of success is all about aligning our action with our beliefs, our new beliefs. It's not good enough to simply gain the knowledge you need and create vision boards and have goal cards, but take no action. You can learn from the best mentor in the world, but nothing will happen without action. What we do is teach you how to take those first steps toward taking action on the goals. You can't always see the 10th step or bottom step from the first step, but you can see the second step from the third step, and that's all that really matters. You need to set the goal with a faith-based mindset and a belief, and then take the first step.
And when you do, that's when everything begins to happen. From personal experience, I can tell you one door will lead to the next. You don't have to know the how, and if you knew the how, you'd have already figured it out. The whole point of this thing that we call life is to con continuously grow and stretch our capabilities and learn, and most importantly, help others learn and grow as well along the way and give back. I genuinely feel truly blessed and privileged to be doing what I'm doing here, um, taking people on this amazing journey, learning this material and helping change their lives and watching them live out their dreams. So principle number nine is on attitude and perspective. And I really highly suggest you read the book Man's Search for uh, Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Viktor was a Viennese uh, Holocaust survivor. He was, in a, he was in a concentration camp for four years and he was surrounded by the most horrible conditions that any of us could ever imagine. Yet he chose to hold on to hope in his mind. He said, they cannot make me feel a certain way, no matter what they do to me physically. I mean, think about that for the moment. He chose to see the good in his situation. And his perception was that they couldn't take away his faith. They couldn't take away his belief or his hope, no matter how many times they beat him and tortured him. You know, I grew up in, in Zimbabwe, in Africa, and I personally, uh, and I greatly admire Nelson Mandela. He was jailed for 27 years in South Africa. And instead of coming out bitter and twisted and seeking revenge, he came out offering love, hope and reconciliation. Nelson Mandela kept his faith by reading a poem every day that said in part, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. And I love that poem. He maintained a positive mental attitude and perspective and left jail to become the president of South Africa. How amazing is that? Okay, so I want to try something with you quickly. I want you to ask yourself this quick question. Let's try something simple. How do you perceive it when somebody cuts you off in traffic? Something as small as that. Do you lose your mind? Do you get angry? If you do, do you realize that you're sending anger and hate through yourself, through your body, and it's affecting yourself? If you've ever caught yourself doing that, think about it, then realize this. You're not even really affecting the other person. All of the hate and anger is only affecting you. Think of all the gridlock traffic jams and road rage. Think of all the useless, mindless anger that people release daily. Remember what I said about responsibility to control how energy leaves your body what you release to the world do you know that it's impossible to be in a creative state of mind if you have fear or anger or doubt or worry in your mind and body this is why most people are literally killing themselves creative creatively take a lesson on attitude and perspective from victor frankel a man who found hope in the worst possible hellhole anybody could ever imagine he chose to take a fraction of the moment between a stimuli stimulus and a response to choose not to let the Holocaust break his hoping. So what I really want you to do is ask yourself on a daily basis, do you react or do you respond in a situation in life? I mean, the situation is what it is, no matter what it is, it's neither good nor bad. This has been one of the most impactful lessons for me personally in my life. So reacting to a situation or a stimulus is letting the situation control you instead of you controlling it. And what we want to teach you to do is to respond to a situation or stimulus. Take that fraction of a second to realize that it's neither good nor bad. It's only what you perceive it to be. And then try from here, here on in, to analyze this and ask yourself, am I reacting or am I responding to the situations in my life? One other thing I want to mention to you on perspective is that whatever problem you think you have, there are people with way bigger problems than yours and people with less problems than you. You know, I remember a client of mine came to me and they were complaining that there were a few thousand dollars in debt and that their life was stressful and hard. 
And then when I told them about another client of mine who I've been speaking to who was $2 million in debt, their business was going down the tube, the bank manager was calling them, their marriage was on the rocks and their kids were taking drugs and he was personally experiencing some health issues too. My client with a $2,000 debt problem suddenly paled into significance, his problems, um, compared to the other client. So it's all about perspective. Okay, so success principle and lesson number 10 is all about quantum leap thinking. One of my favorite lessons and a great example of this is the fly that struggles to get outside by trying to break through a glass window. You know, we've all seen it. A fly that keeps buzzing away, relentlessly bouncing off the window, desperately trying to find a way to get through the glass to get out to the other side. Sadly, the fly staked its life on trying to break through the window by trying harder and harder. They just kept at it, making zero progress. The real irony here is that with a simple shift in, the, in its thinking, the fly could have just simply changed direction and flown effortlessly out the window 12 inches below or out the door on the other side of the room. This is a classic metaphor. It's a classic example of humans, including myself, for many years thinking working harder towards the same goal was the answer. By the way, the majority of us are programmed to think this way by our parents and by society. We're told just put your head down and work hard for 40 years and then you'll be able to retire and enjoy your life. Think about it. Why would we do this? Why would we think like this? Why not find something you love and then it won't feel like work at all? That's what I did. It's called thinking into results. And I use and I use this to create my life. Quantum neat thinking really made me challenge myself on how I was going to achieve the goal I had set. And if I could achieve them working for someone else and having just one source of income and not having multiple streams of income to support the lifestyle I wanted. It really forced me to think deep about all the possible ways that I could achieve my goals. And as I started to think this way, guess what happened? Ideas came into my head and I had an idea that came into my head about building a software solution for a product idea that I'd had in my mind for some time as a way of creating something once and leveraging it all over the world uh, for millions to use. So I decided to build an app to solve this specific problem. I assembled a team, I raised 250K in capital, I outsourced the development to a company in Vietnam, and I built and launched an app with a monthly subscription model that created a recurring revenue stream as a new source of income. So think about this for the moment. How did someone like me going from running a recruitment business to building a social, local, mobile business recommendation app with over 2 million businesses listed in the app? This was a quantum leap in my thinking. This is what the 10th principle is all about. I worked out that trading time for money had no leverage and that working harder, doing more hours still wouldn't cut it. I had to have a quantum leap in my thinking. I now have multiple revenue streams coming in, but I only spend a little amount of time a week, uh, per week on the software company. So much less time, but exponentially higher results. That's what happens when you start to climb the ladder. You see the first step and then you see the second step and with quantum leap thinking what it does is you'll eventually learn how to jump steps you can go from the third step to the seventh step just by living your uh, just by raising your level of awareness through studying this material this is what's called a quantum leap thinking or exponential growth unlike what the fly is doing which is just flying harder and harder for longer and longer the same window until eventually it burns out all its energy can't fly anymore and dies and for many of us this is called what we you know term uh, burnout but it all starts with the decision to take the first step and i'm no different than you we're all the same we're all energy and matter but if i can do it and millions others have then so can you some of us just make a decision a decision to change others don't 
We simply have to decide if we want to change. My view is everyone is just a decision away from the life they really want. So a question for you. Have you clearly asked yourself, what do I want in life? Without worrying about the how or how you're going to get it. So the 11th principle and this lesson is called impression of increase and I absolutely love this and hopefully I'm doing this here with you today. I love coaching, teaching, training and whether you decide to work with me or not is not really that important. What's important to me is that by listening to this today it somehow shifts your thinking and more importantly your actions and you decide to take some small step or make some decisions today that will get you closer to living the life you want. What I want to do is leave you, leave you with the impression of increase so you walk away today feeling like you've gained something from me and that you feel good about you and your life in general. I want to leave you with some ideas and some thoughts to ponder and I'm hoping that they may resonate with you and be infectious. By the way, this is also an amazing way to live. Giving without expecting anything in return is easy to do and we can all do it. Simple things like smiling at people, complimenting them, but you know, genuinely complimenting them. Not doing it falsely, but doing it because you genuinely mean it and you care. So you leave every person you meet with an impression of increase, whether you go, wherever you go. So as you walk away from them, you have in some small part way, some small way, improved their day through, the, through their interaction with you. It'll come back to you a thousandfold, that I can promise you. I sincerely hope we're leaving you here today with an impression of increase. Although this is one of the universal laws, most of the world miss it. We need to give before we can receive. And what we put out comes back to us. So if you're putting out lack and fear and poverty-based thinking, guess what? You're going to get that in return. So start to give your time, your friendship, your love, and yes, even your money to good causes and watch what happens. This goes against everything you're programmed to believe, or for most people it does. We often say to ourselves, how can I give money if I don't have enough myself? I'll give money when I get money. Does this sound familiar? If most of the population are not living the lives of their dreams, then most are missing this principle. Money comes and goes. It needs to flow. And by giving, even a small amount, you create the flow of money. The wealthiest people in the world give before they receive. They give lots of money to charities and we're doing this even when they were broke. I can tell you, if you give love, you will get more love. If you give energy in a form of physical fitness, you'll actually get more energy. And if you give money, even when you're broke, you'll get more money. This is a universal law. So ask yourself, what's the, when was the last time you did something for someone else without expect, expecting something in return? More importantly, when was the last time you did something for a complete stranger or someone halfway around the world without expecting anything in return? This is the law of increase, and this is part of the impression of increase. And one last point on this. If you commit to leaving everyone you meet with the impression of increase, it actually forces you to operate at a higher vibrational frequency, meaning you stay in a positive state. It's almost impossible to genuinely compliment someone and mean it and look for, look for the good in them if you're in a negative state. If you try only one thing from this audio, commit to leaving everyone you meet with impression of increase for a week or a month and see how your world cha changes. Okay, so the last, the 12th principle, and the final principle is called the mastermind principle. And the reason why this is the last principle is because it really compounds all this stuff. It's the most powerful principle for wealth building. Uh, I want you to ask yourself a question. Do you know anyone who's making a million dollars a month? If not personally, do you know anyone that's self-made or extremely wealthy? If you do, the one thing they all have in common is they understand the mastermind principle. You'll see that they're all leading people. 
they either own companies or in some way, shape or form, they're leading people. And this is all down to the mastermind principle. Henry Ford had a row of 50 push phones on his desk where he could summon any one of 50 men at any time. And these people were all highly educated individuals in their field, whether it was financial or mechanical or electrical or whatever it was. He had a mastermind group that allowed him to have access to virtually every known principle on automotive engineering at the time. Think about how powerful that, that is. Imagine if you had a group of people that were all experts in their field where you could bring ideas to them and they could help you bring these ideas to life. Now that's a mastermind group. Some good examples in history are Jesus and the Apostle, that was a mastermind group. The founding forefathers of the USA, as I mentioned earlier, who liberated and shaped the USA, that was a mastermind group. And corporate boards of directors are mastermind groups for companies. A mastermind group is really just a group of people coming together in harmony with the same idea or same goal in mind. They clear their minds of everything else except for this idea or solution they're trying to solve. So the way it works is that two minds act like three, just like a battery, and three, mind, three minds will act like five, and so on and so forth. Uh, so when I started my software company, I just had an idea. I didn't really know anything about software development, but I asked, and I found somebody who did. I brought the idea to the table, which was my idea. And when we just started asking and searching for the pieces that were missing, and who could fill these pieces, we got a software engineer, and then we got a designer, and then we found a top development team in Vietnam. We then got somebody with a corporate legal background and even funding, and the project and the raising the funds came from other people. Today, I have a software company, so think about it. It's not about me, but if I can do it, anyone can do it. Nothing great in this world was built alone. As mentioned earlier, Elon Musk recently became the richest man in the world by building electric cars, made possible possible through a great mastermind group. We all have ideas. I've just learned to listen to my intuition and act on the ideas and use some of these principles. It's really that simple. This is not rocket science stuff, although to be fair, in Elon Musk's uh, view, it probably is rocket science, but you get what I mean. Can you see how these principles all tie in together? Now, imagine if I had the idea of starting a software company and I thought to myself, mm, I don't really know about anything about software and actually I didn't at the time. And so I just stopped thinking. My software company would never be born. And sadly, this is what is happening to most people all around the world. So I encourage you to start to dream again. Take your idea, figure it out, figure out the missing parts and start asking everyone for the missing pieces. Even better, get a mentor or a coach, even if it's not me. The most successful people in the world all have coaches. It's really that simple. And if you don't know where to start and have an idea, contact me directly. I'll help you take the first steps to make your idea reality. I'll help you start that process. This is what I do for people. You know, I've started uh, five to six separate businesses now and grown them from two to four million in revenue across industries like construction, transport, recruitment, software, and consulting services. And so I've definitely got experiences and I've been there and done it. So ask yourself, how many ideas have you had in your life that you slipped through the cracks of your mind because you didn't know the how? That's what we're here to solve. So, okay, so that's the 12 success principles and explained and the same principles that have literally reshaped my life and i feel truly blessed to be sharing this stuff with you i really hope you enjoyed this audio and got something out of this and that it'll spark imagination and creativity in you you know albert einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result so if you want to do something different this time I would encourage you to book in a discovery call on my website. You can go to adamdobson.co. It's completely free. 
and you're not obliged in any way to work with me or to buy anything. I simply want to hear your ideas, goals and dreams and share how I may be able to help you turn them into reality, regardless of if you work with me or not. Now that you understand the 12 principles and have this high level of awareness, commit right now to take some sort of action today or even just make some kind of decision. Don't, don't go back to bondage and fear. Use this new knowledge wisely. Your life definitely won't change if you do the same as you've always done. Make 2021 the year you took back control of your life and made better choices and decisions. They say the teacher appears when the student is ready. And we have only just scratched the surface of this material. So just for a moment before we close, I want you to imagine for a minute a match burning brightly, full of color, heat and radiant. I've always had this kind of image in my mind and this belief in my mind that we're all born and come out of this world. We all start off as a bright, uh, as a bright shining fl flame, burning bright and giving off warmth to everyone, just like the match. Unfortunately, somewhere along the way, life happens to us and our flame starts to dim. Some people's flames are, are flickering and literally on the brink of going out. Some people have lost, lost confidence in themselves or they've been in a bad relation or they've had health issues or financial issues and stress, etc, etc. And sometimes they end up just becoming a shadow of their former self. You know, with awareness, knowledge and a great coach, I believe anyone in any circumstance can very quickly turn this around and get their flame burning bright again and bring out their greatness again. But it's only if they choose to. It's all there for the taking. It just comes down to a person wanting to make their flame shine bright or not. Um, yeah, and you know, imagine for a moment a mountain with all the hopes and dreams of the walls at the top of this mountain. I see so many people kind of roaming around the bottom of the mountain, lost, going around in circles, too scared to even attempt to go up. Some have attempted, but then they've turned back at the first hurdle. Some never went up at all as they, they, they didn't even know where to start to go up the mountain. You know, it took Sir Edmund Hillary nine separate expedition attempts to climb Mount Everest. And he didn't give up the first, the second, the sixth, or even the seventh time. He just kept going until he achieved his goal. But he would never have made it without surrounding himself with the right people, the support, and the tools and the equipment. We're all human, but most of us have not developed the mental muscle to be able to climb the mountain alone. We need someone outside of our family and friends to hold us accountable and support us and give us the right tools at the right time to climb the mountain and more importantly, be there when the first hurdle appears and help them break through that terror barrier and keep going and not turning back. This is the only way you get to the top and achieve your dreams. When you do this, the mental muscle strengthens and you get stronger and stronger and the fear gets knocked over more and more often and that's how you get to the summit of your dreams. So if any of the concepts, concepts in this audio really resonate with you, then I would definitely encourage you to book a free discovery call with me. Uh, it may be the best thing that you do in 2021. As I said, you can book the call directly on my website, adamdobson.co. And if you already know you want to work with me, you can enroll in our 24-week Thinking of Results program where you get to master these 12 principles and we really go deep into them. And yet you become the master of them and literally you'll need a telescope to look back at yourself. And you know, as Tony Robbins says, it's in the moment of your decisions that your destiny is formed and he's 100% correct. If nothing else, a discovery call will help you get better clarity on your goals and what you really want in life, regardless of whether we work together. So I want to thank you for staying to the end of the audio. You know, there are no coincidences in life. There's a reason why you're on this audio today. Something deep inside of you told you to get on the audio and something even deeper said you need to stay to the end. 
and take action this time. And by the way, by listening to this audio and wanting to improve your life, you're already in the top 5% of the population. Anyway, I hope you got a lot out of this. Uh, have an amazing rest of the day and I look forward to meeting with you sometime in the future. And remember, live, love and leave a legacy. Thanks, Adam.